think so. Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, Lee. So are we are we burnt out by F1 this season then? Because we were just talking about that off mic. I think yes. so. Yeah, just a little. It's been great that the season finally got underway, but the uh, the summer, uh, you know, when the races started in the summer, that novelty of starting in Europe and mm-hmm. kind of still being in Europe is is worn off a bit now. I think um, there was there was promising signs, weren't there, that there were going to be a few good races. Italy was good, uh, one of the Silverstones, mm. and then it's just got so samey. Yeah, there's been some good races, but it's been... Yeah, it's been a hard season for everyone, hasn't it? Mm. It, it's been difficult, and I've just had a message from um, from my mum. Um, normally, this is the kind of story I share on the Patreon, but I'm just going to drop this one in now. Right. Uh, it starts with... Is she, is she stoned? No, she's not, she's not stoned this week. If you want to know about my mother getting stoned, subscribe to Patreon and listen to last week's show. <laughs> However, it starts, your dad has moved from fucking up computers to destroying a €3,500 power wheelchair. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> No, Paul's dad. They don't belong in the swimming pool. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, he, tra- he tried to improve it. And it ended up what, with... What was he trying to do to it? Was he trying like super, super like, turbocharger or something? Was he? I don't know. He was trying to improve, and it en- improve it and it ended up with a blown tyre. That's fantastic. Then he tried to take the wheel off, and my mother heard two loud bangs, and the chair had collapsed. (laughs) (laughs) Had he tried to install Windows Angry Birds on it? (laughs) (laughs) We are now not talking, and I wish I drank. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry when you get a message like that. I know we're talking about being burnt out by F1, but... Oh boy! Yeah. Maybe that's that's what we need to splice F one up. Improved electric wheelchair race. Oh, get me get me dad to manage the pit stops. Christ! Mm. So, so where, where were we before things took a turn we were south? Slagging off F one <laughs> because we we had those three triple headers, didn't we? In a, mm. in a row, it was like nine races in twelve weeks or something. Yeah, or eleven weeks. It was insane. It was, it was a lot of races. They're all compacted in. And then I was kind of glad for like a weekend off after that. I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is going to be nice, like a, a weekend off before a race." But now it's just kind of the excitement of having those three triple headers, as exciting as it was, it's long gone now. And with the season just being su- such a late call and the calendar being all over the place, yes, we've had some great races at some uh, you know some venues we otherwise wouldn't have been to, but. Um, Going back to what Lee said just before we start recording, we're going to get to do the same thing again on a calendar we're quite familiar with. And it just feels a little bit like, oh, okay, well, where's winter then? Yeah, yeah I mean, if you you look at next year as well, you're going to have a, uh, a, a, another year of, like, of Mercedes essentially perfecting this car. You know, I, I just... I don't see they're so far down the road. I just don't understand how anyone can challenge or even even make it a fight. Short yeah, so like just delaying the rules by a year. Yeah, short of employing my dad. 
Yeah, the, I mean, the only, the only way to make it an interesting season would be if Veltri Bottas could sort himself out and actually challenge over the course of an entire season. And that's simply not going to happen. No. He'll do what he usually does and he'll win the opening race and we'll all be like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's happening. And then no, about... We, let's be fair, we won't. Well, I no, think, but... I think we'll look at it with a cautious <laughs> eye. Some, some may be conned into thinking there will be a contest and then about three or four races in we'll be like, oh... Yeah, that's that's happened. So we'll see him win again in four months, whenever Russia yeah. is, and then not again. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been it's been a difficult one this year. Just just from a sort of keeping an energetic point of view about it. Yeah, you know, I don't know about yeah. anybody else. I really enjoyed the weekend off. I think that's it, hasn't yes, it? Yeah, it's become but... it's become something you look forward to the break. Yeah, but we yeah. also mustn't forget that we did this podcast for a number of months where, you know, three three months, nearly four, where we were just talking about life in general and, and drips of F1 news that would come through. Thank you, Ferrari, for not rehiring Sebastian Vettel. Otherwise, we'd have <laughs> nothing to talk about. This is very true. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, we had four, four months of, um, wow, Ferrari Group. really playing hard and... What have we all watched on Netflix? We had four months of group therapy, let's be honest. <laughs> and thank you to everyone for sticking sticking through it with us. I'm sure yeah, thank you. Been... If... <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, I think they were only listening in case one of us went all Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we do actually have news this week. Kind of. A smattering. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, this one broke last week, but the um, the Saudi Arabian street race is now going to be a thing. Um, we race as one, unless. Yeah, it's not gone down well. This has it. Yeah, I mean, everyone said this. No. You know, everyone said this season's championship would have an asterisk after it, and now I think it needs to go on the uh, the end of we race as one, unless you're Christian, Jewish, a woman, foreign. Well, no, right. Let's let's look at this in perspective because. It's not like Formula One doesn't race in places with horrendous human rights records. This, you know this is very like, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this, yeah. Is, this is what... It's this not is, new. This is what everyone said when uh, when Azerbaijan came in. Yeah, they've got... But, they've yeah. got they're very sketchy. But, but when you've had a whole sport fucking virtue signal for an entire year telling yeah. you how good they are and, how, uh, you know, it's the... It, it was a bad time to make the announcement. Or oh, it's not a bad time to, to make the announcement. Maybe the nonsense shouldn't have been there in the first place. Maybe maybe sport should be left as sport. I think that's it, isn't it? If you're gonna, I disagree. I, I Sorry, think, go on, Sean. Yeah, I I, I kind of I see where Lee's coming from. That if you are gonna be the poster sport for inclusivity, you then also can't be taking the the money of someone who is very much not yeah yeah you you can't do both yeah 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 i mean the sport is like a is is a uniting force isn't it you know it always has been um you know f- fans of of football teams uh, the olympics always you know supposed to inspire a generation of uh, of athletes coming through uh, whatever city or, or country that the the olympics are held in and it's always a spectacle to see you know massive sporting events when you've got a global sport like formula one 
and, and that's quite correct. You can't have this banner of We Racers One with the with the rainbow signal, uh, you know. So you know, we're, we're all in this together. We're all, we're all Racers One, uh, and 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 having the anti-racism uh, message at the beginning, uh, the you know, like just before they do the national anthems. Uh, you you can't ha- you can't play that videotape with all of the uh, drivers saying what they say in a country like Saudi Arabia, no. where free free speech doesn't exist. Uh, you can be arrested for uh, without giving a reason and detained for as long as as possible. Uh, public beheadings are still a thing and are on the rise. Um, you know, it's there are many many things that are wrong with. Uh, Saudi Arabia. And yes, absolutely, Formula One races in countries that have had uh, questionable human rights records in the past. Uh, remember the whole Bahrain um, uh, debacle? Was that about 2010, 2011, when yes, we went to Bahrain yeah. and there were all these protests against the government? Well, at the no, time. But, but they fixed that by having it as a night race so you couldn't see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. apparently is what they're going to be doing in Saudi Arabia. I think it is going to be an evening. At the time, the, 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 you kind of. Yeah, but yeah. At, the, at the time you looked at it and you thought, oh, bloody Bernie, Bernie and his bloody, you know, dodgy friends and, you know, Bernie's running. This is not Bernie Eccleston's Formula One. This is a Formula One now that when these guys came in to take over, one of the first things they did was remove grid girls because they said it didn't fit in well with the uh, with the message they were trying to put across by, with the sport about, you know, being uh, Much you know, to in, the equality. Chagrin. Much to the chagrin of grid girls, I must might add. Yeah, because there were promotional uh, promotional girls who who do that kind of thing, you know, for a living. Um, but you know, this, they made a stand. They took a stand and they made that decision. And you you thought, okay, well, no, no, Chris, we're losing you. You're breaking up. The Saudis, the have, Saudis got to have, have got him. Yeah. Oh, he has, he, has ah! actually, he has actually disappeared completely. Oh, He's been beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I, it just, from my own little point of view, I just think that, like, the world is so politicised now and it just, every aspect is has got something that, that, you, that you, you're either being told or... Is uh, you're being educated by, and I, f- I feel that sport should be an escape from that. And the whole, the, the the way it brings people together is just through competition. You know, the idea of all these people getting onto a track together, getting on and racing each other, that should be the part that gets people together. But I personally, all you need to do is look at the comment sections um, of any any social media post when it comes to this sort of thing on facebook and i'm not i'm not taking a side either way because i don't i I don't like to demonize either side regardless of what opinions they've got it all it's done is caused more division it's not caused unity do you know what i mean yeah, it I'm does back. just seem to hey ah right but no it it does just we, seem we thought, to have we resulted. thought the had got you no i think it was uh what lee was describing earlier as slightly dodgy internet um <laughs> But no, it but just, yeah, just seems so to have inspired. I was saying uh, about, yeah, I was just going to say I was just saying about the the the, the grid girls get, being gotten rid of, and then you know this whole re, we races one, and you can't do that, and then do a full heel turn, and do and basically go full Bernie and race in Saudi Arabia. That's 
not the right thing to do. They could piss everyone up off and bring grid girls back only for Saudi Arabia. And then they're pissing <laughs> off Saudi Arabia. And by being in Saudi Arabia, they're pissing off all the F1 fans. All bases covered. Only if it's the Kimoa Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and they're all in swimwear. In, in Kimoa, yeah, Kimoan surfwear. <laughs> I am Lee Stevens and I approve this message. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I don't know how I feel about the whole Saudi Arabian Grand Prix thing. Uh, I've seen the counter argument is that oh well, no, we want to show how far the, uh, the the country has come in the last however long, but <coughs> that to me is not is not the way to do it. It's you don't do it by by taking a global sport to a country that, as I've just said, has still to this day has an abhorrent human rights record. Mm-hmm. In that case, if if they want to prove that they've really come along and they're progressive, let's get Jamie Chadwick, uh, Tatiana Calderon, and Sophia Floch doing FP one and see how see how many heart attacks that gives them. There is a um, yeah. Saudi driver called uh, Am- Amna Al Kabashi who does, I think she does Italian F four or something of that ilk. Um, right, get, get her right, in. Get, get her in as well. Because it's only in the last couple of years as well that Saudi women have been allowed to drive. She was the one who, on the day that that came in, she did like a, a demo with, I think it was with Renault, at whatever race it was, the weekend that came in. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. I mean, great that, that women can drive in Saudi Arabia, but can we also, you know, maybe sort a lot of other things out before... Yeah, not the only problem they have, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of, kind of stop whipping people in public, and and actually taking their heads off. It depends who they are, really. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 be honest. I, Consens- I least... Consensual whippings are fine if that's what you're into. I know, I know at least eight people. But I it's would also like to see publicly flogged, and two people would like to see beheaded. <laughs> It's also not a. Who died and made you, place. Steve Bannon? <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to say if someone can miraculously grow hair, I should be able to miraculously cut it off. Right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At least give him the benefit of a rug test first. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we are we are not a political podcast in in the in the main, no. and it's unfortunate I, that you F- might have just guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate that F one is kind of drag, dragging us down this road. Um, well, I, I think we've been pretty good. It's not not a great place for fans to visit either, is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but you know, points get put across, and then we leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, makes about as much sense as holding the World Cup in Qatar, which doesn't normally do football. Exactly, yeah. But, you know, is it, do you think it's going to be a, a well-attended Grand Prix by people outside of Saudi Arabia, you know, like people, like tourists? Because, it, you know, it's not a great place to travel to. A lot of the time, there's uh, there's there's advice against travelling to Saudi Arabia, unless yeah. you absolutely have to. I mean, I we've, we've seen I... how well attended Bahrain is, and that is slightly more tourist friendly. It's very expensive, though, Bahrain. Isn't yeah, it? but it's... I can't imagine Saudi Arabia being any cheaper or more oh, accessible yeah, to the no, outside no, of world. Course. Yeah, of course not. Um, 
No, I mean, it'll be lots, lots of dignitaries and sponsors three. and lots of big flags on seats. Mm. I, I, I feel a lot... Uh, I don't know if you heard, heard Chris, but when we were talking, when, when you popped up, I was saying that I think the... Uh, in, in my eyes, when it comes to sports, it should be the competition a- aspect that brings people together rather than yeah, I did, um, yeah. like p- political statements. Um, and I can't help but feel that lots of what we're seeing now in Formula One will melt away when there's a crowd. Because I, 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 I genuinely don't think you can do that sort of thing ev- around the world like they go and expect to have a positive response. You know, with different cultures and different people all over the place when there's when, when there's large crowds yeah i don't know if they'll carry on with that with their with their anti-racist message in 2021 i know mercedes have announced that they're going to continue their black livery for 21 uh, i just think cool, that means it's a cool livery i just but, think it means they don't want to paint paint their car but the, <laughs> but the formula e team's reverting to silver for uh for the next season mm-hmm. okay because they did the um, they did the sextuple header at Berlin in the black car, uh. but then when Formula E gets going, yeah, the they get, the, you know they're they're reverting to the standard Mercedes silver arrows colour. Yeah, yeah. Well, eventually Mercedes will as well, or at least I imagine it will creep back in. I'm just trying to work out what the cat's doing. But, yeah, I haven't got a clue what the cat's doing. Let him crack on. Yeah. I mean, you've got a world champion. Who, you've got a world champion who's an activist against, you know, um, you know, racial inequality, and then they're going to go and race uh, uh, in a country where um, it's not just racial inequality, but you know, that, that that's very high on the agenda of the people who run the country. Apparently, mm. <coughs> no, I think we'll um, we'll put this one down to a bit of a fuck up by F one. Yeah, not 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 well timed or delivered. I think no. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Kimoa. Um, Alonso's been getting a plaster cast of his head. Because why wouldn't uh, you? Apparently, he's going to be a Madame Two Swords, or is it? No, this was this was at the Bell factory. He's been having a helmet fitting for next year, and apparently, he is getting like a custom inside as well as outside. So they've been taking exacting measurements of his face. So that's it. He I'd can't just, change his beard or anything from now on. <laughs> I'd have just took it for granted that all helmets were like custom made. This uh, this is apparently at their their specific like research and development center. So, oh wow! I mean, I've, ne- I've never seen them go to the extent of plaster casting a whole head. casting a head because it's it's normally yeah they'll take measurements and they'll they'll custom make it to the measurements of somebody, but. Maybe his schedule is too busy that he can't keep returning for fittings, and he's got other. I imagine maybe there is a, a social distancing element to it as well. If you take a plaster cast, you can spend as long as you want measuring this person's head. Ah, so, yeah, I never thought Whereas, of it like that. Yeah, if you've got them sat in front of you, they're there breathing on you for however long it takes, and then you have to measure the mask as well. Which yeah, come next year, that's not going to work. But if they're making a plaster cast, he better not wear a different thickness balaclava. Yes. <laughs> it 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 just it just seems a very Alonso we thing well, to do. It's going to be that tight, isn't it? Yeah, they're very the sponge interiors, aren't they, on the helmets? You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, anybody who's ever worn a you know, Sharma have worn a helmet for the for the um, stock cars. You know, they're fairly comfortable in, yeah. inside. It's they're, not. It's they're not squishy. Like you think, they oh, kind this of... is the wrong. 
wrong shaped helmet for my head. It's not. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't they, think they, they work like that. You get the general size right, and then the innard kind of molds to you once it's on. Yeah, because all it is is polystyrene and sponge. Yeah. I go cycling. I just have the polystyrene. I don't even get the sponge. No. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I mean, I suppose there's nothing to stop you wearing a full crash helmet while cycling, but you probably will get some funny looks. That's why I don't <laughs> wear a full full crash helmet while I'm cycling. It's, it's it's bad enough that the only helmet that the shop had in my size when I needed a new one was fucking Dayglow Green. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else were we going to say? Oh yes, the um, af- after the big Hass news, there's been there's been more Hass news, and the main news from Hass is there isn't any news. No, so we were expecting the big announcement fairly swiftly, and then it hasn't happened, and then Gunter Steiner has been asked about it this this week, and has said, no, we're not really ready. Even though it's blatantly obvious that it's... um, We know who it's going to be, don't we? We think we know. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, Schumacher and uh, Marzipan. Yeah. Did Williams not go through a phase of this last year with Latifi where officially you have to wait for the end of the F2 season in order for someone to have the super licence points? Yeah, yeah, because they don't actually issue the points until the end of the season just in case they get disqualified. See. So, yeah, we we didn't, you know, it was going to be Latifi, but it wasn't officially Latifi until December. And, of course, Schumacher and Mazepin both currently racing in F2. So we're probably not actually going to get to find out until after bar rating two. Because yeah. that's, that's the end. <laughs> Is bar rating two the circular one? Yes. Yes, because they've, sw- they've, swap- they've swapped them round now because it was bar rating two, then bar rain. Now yeah. it's bar rain and bar rain two. It's not logical. <laughs> yeah, Bahrain two, Bahrain one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if it's if it's going to be a pair of rookies, which I still think is an absolute massive ball drop for Haas, when there are so many veterans available. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to wait another. Going to have to wait another four weeks mm-hmm. for it to be official. Also, Grosjean said that the only driver to um, to text him after uh, he announced that he was leaving was George Russell. Oh, George Russell. Nice one. Yeah, I mean, Grosjean doesn't come across as the most popular chap on the grid, but that does seem a bit harsh, that no one reached out. He is the head of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. He is their representative. I mean, Gunter's message was, don't fuck, slam the door on your way out. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Grosjean, for for all the issues he's had in, in the sport and like the stupid things he's doing and silly, like trying to kill Alonso at Spa. Um, let it go. Abs- what? Like you need to let Alonso's head go? No. <laughs> um, he does seem like a nice guy. You know, it's, uh, of all the drivers, he he seems like the, maybe the most human of the lot of them. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's um, he's one of those drivers that we kind of like to pick on a little bit because he does tend to find himself to gravel a bit more often but he's never nasty about anyone is he he's never you never think bloody Grosjean what do you say that for or you know he's never he's never been ill-tempered in a manner that you know makes you hate him he picks he he picks his fights on track not in the press 
Yeah, he, he likes to slag the car off a bit, but yeah. Aside from that, yeah. I mean, you, I, you know, I, to be fair, it is a bag of shit. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't see him going into the paddock afterwards and slagging the walls off. They just come at him. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we know it was his engineer that said it. He thought it was Ericsson, not him. But yes, it was. But even still. Yeah, the guy that's got all the telemetry in front of him should actually know that a car that's five places in front of you can't hit you from the rear. <laughs> Physics? Ah, uh, not at Haas. No, that's no, that's true. Or could that be the new new catchphrase for Haas? Yeah, Haas automation. Or physics? physics. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> physics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think I think that really is about it for uh, for what news there is. Apart from the F two and F three changes for next year, which are still to be ratified by the uh, World Motors, Motors, Motorsports Council, mm. the World Motorsports Council. Even um, for anyone that hasn't seen it, F two and F three will now not be on at the same race weekends. They'll still both be support races to F one, but. F2 is having eight race weekends a year, and F3 is having seven. So there'll be um, there'll be eight races next year with um, only the Porsche Super Cup to keep us company. Oof. So please burn that with fire. Um, and the other news for that is that they're both switching to three races a weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They haven't announced the format yet, but I'm, I'm uh, assuming it's going to be... Yeah, I was going to say... Qualifying race, feature race, sprint race, maybe... Maybe yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. You've then got the you've then got them on the you know, three day weekend, um, but also keeping costs down because they're not travelling so much. But, so, but then you look at teams like Prima and ART who put uh, teams into both F two and F three, and all of a sudden their their costs have just rocketed because they've now got to do fifteen race weekends. With yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, they're kind of doing that many anyway, weren't they? With with as it is at the moment, um, I think it. What was it? Um, Twelve weekends for F two and ten for F three. So it's actually the number the number of race weekends has gone up. They'll be taking, mm. and I can't imagine them taking less personnel because you'd think that some of the F two F two team work on the F three car as well, and vice versa. Yeah, um, I would have thought yeah, so. Yeah, you'd think so. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I mean, it, it kind of gives F3 a little bit more prominence because for seven weeks out of the year, that will be the big support series to F1. You know how well it's going to go down, I don't know. But I mean, the other thing is, it's good for fans that are attending circuits on um, on Fridays because they're actually going to get to see a race that doesn't involve Porsche Super Cup drivers. Well, that that is always a bonus. But the the other thing is, um, does that mean that the other eight F1 weekends from next year are going to be two days again? Possibly. Are we going to get that dropped on us if there's, if there's less support series? Now, we know that this year there were going to be, was it going to be two races that had W series? Yeah. So that might come back around. Um, there could be other things that drop in, potentially. Yeah, that's that's true. It's it's just that F one is saying you know we might look at this two day, the two day weekend as a possibility for the future and then stop talking about it and all of a sudden it's well here's 15, here's fifteen weekends where it's definitely going to be three days unless of course they have 
Friday for everything that isn't F1 and then just have the F1 running Saturday and Sunday and just knock it out of the 90-minute qualifying. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking off the top of my mm. head here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're having F3 as well, like trying to sort of, what you're saying then about pushing F3, having it as the um, main support race for Formula 1 for almost like half of the support season. Um <coughs> That would it's it's kind of like a uh, oh he's gone again. Oh. Lee, you still yeah. there? Yeah, I'm still here. Ah, no. <laughs> so I'm it's, ah. it's Chris's turn to have the duff internet tonight. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, it's not not an unknown thing. It's this is bloody upgrade. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Long as you're not, long as you're not using the PC that um, we used to use for the pod recording, that's that thing still. No, wor- no, I'm not using that. That thing still works perfectly when it works. <laughs> yeah, when, it's when bro- it works. Yeah, when it's broken, not a hub. <laughs> but yeah, having yeah, having the, F- um, having F three as a support series for about half of the support season. Yeah, it's like a, it's a bit of a misnomer because you you can't move from F three straight into F one. So you could do really well in F3, uh, win most of the races and support, you know, support on a Formula 1 weekend, and then you still have to move up to Formula 2 anyway, and then you might not do so well in Formula 2, so that feels like a bit of a backward step, almost. Yeah, you get, you get, to, you get to go to one more Grand Prix weekend. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, you, you, you still you feel as though even though it's it's a step up, it feels as though it's not a step up because you were supporting F one races last year anyway. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a step sideways, really. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it should feel like a step up when you've got F, you should have at least a few weekends where it's F three, F two, and F one just to you know to to really push home that sort. Of, it is F three underneath F two. Yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to work out, did something just go strange with the audio here? I'm just going to mute that just in case, because I was just preparing something for the next bit. I'm saying that's all the news, but of course the main story, oh, I guess the, other the news. main story, the F1 fragrances. Just in time for Christmas. I mean, I've never seen so much utter bollocks in my life, and I have lived through seeing a lot of utter bollocks on the internet. The F1 have actually launched their own range of fragrances, the F1 Engineered Collection. Christ. With names such as Precious Metal, Overtake 320, Carbon Rain, and Neum White. Spelt M-triple-E-U-M, and Turn One. Which apparently is an essence of F1 with the cords of burning rubber and salty asphalt. Ugh. Do you know what, right? When you, I, I only just thought about this when you were, when you were saying the names then. It, it always shows when something's in it, in trouble, you know, be it like a sport or a brand or something, when they bring something out, which is clearly not in line with any of the people that support the sport. <laughs> it yeah. does make you yeah. wonder who who is going to buy this shit. Yeah. It's, it's like Usain Bolt launching his own range of walking frames. Yeah, the, the only bottles of this <laughs> stuff are going to be sold in Monaco. That's the only place that someone's going to buy it. We have gone back to being full Bernie because that is the kind of people that he wants watching his races. People that will yeah. spend 200 quid, 195 quid on a bottle of fragrance or $10,000 for the um, metallic, metallic coated 3D printed ones. 
No thanks. Yeah, no, no. Not worth it. Not happening. Uh, it's tat, let's be honest, and I shall not be going anywhere near it. Yeah, I mean the the three the, you know the three D printed carbon fiber covers. It it looks like somebody's three D print has gone a little bit rogue and forgot to print all the bits of a bottle. I don't know why. I'm just imagining as well that they all smell a bit like links. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> in that case, coming soon. I bl- I bless the race down in Africa. <laughs> I was just going to say everything smells like oh, wow. Africa. Therefore, <laughs> every single one of them smells like a fourteen-year-old boy. <laughs> Having not known what a fourteen-year-old boy smells like since I was a fourteen-year-old boy, ew! And that's bad memories enough. And that was many years ago that I smelt like that. Well, well, let me remind you: you smell like Lynx Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't when I was fourteen because I had campaign on now that um, they're um, they're celebrating twenty five years of Lynx Africa, so I was too young for it. Too young for it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't come out until nineteen ninety five. Ah, okay. According to the ads, I was twenty five then. There was no way I was wearing that shit. Oh, I think I got bought a. Bo- Got bought a bottle as a ironic secret Santa pre- secret Santa present at work, and I think it just it just stayed on my desk for about eighteen months. Mm. And then we got a fourteen year old work experience kid, and it went missing. <laughs> Odd that. So we're not uh, we're not partaking of these new um, Formula One fragrances, and you, you don't you don't fancy smelling of uh, burning rubber, salty asphalt, and. Um, uh, an aromatic built round a prismatic champagne accord. Is asphalt particularly salty? I've never licked asphalt. No, I, it, I don't know why. Just, it doesn't strike me as the the, the prime note of the uh, the asphalt. Do you know what? The only person who would actually really know that is the Pope. Possible, <laughs> yeah. It's in the ground all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. a good point, yeah. F1 have released a fragrance exclusively for the Pope. Should we just preview the Turkish Grand Prix? That's going to be a hell of a lot easier, <laughs> and it's it's going to smell better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so F1's first race in Turkey since... Anybody? Bueller? 2014? Ooh, was it that late? 2011, I, I think I it would is. have said 2011. 2011. Bloody hell. Where, yeah. where has the time the last gone? One. That's just... Ha- yeah, I did a little bit of research before pre-pod, you know, about an hour before That's we started recording. Just to make sure that I, had I was uh, wondering when the first one was, and I, I honestly would have said it would be about like 2007, 2008, 2005. That's actually a bit earlier than I, than I seem to remember it being, which means that, you know, an Alonso Schumacher championship battle was happening at the very first ever Turkish Grand Prix before Lewis Hamilton was even in the sport. Yeah, I mean the um, the podium for that race was um, a Raik- Raikkonen won it with Fizzy second and Alonso third. Wow! And the two thousand and five one. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Kimi. So Kimi Raikkonen, Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, Grosjean. Is that it for for racing at 
uh, Istanbul before. Let's have a look. I'm just looking up the 2011 Ooh, one. Would, uh, would Grosjean have raced there? Because he came in late in 2009, didn't he? And then was dropped. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like 2012 when he came back I'm, or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he'd have done no, it. No, he, uh, he wasn't uh, wasn't racing then. Yeah, what well, we've got Vettel... Um, Ethel Raikkonen and Hamilton, is that it? Must be, yeah. Unless someone gets COVID and maybe like Hulkenberg comes back in, but even that I think might have been slightly too early for him. Uh, yeah, Hulkenberg wasn't at that one. Yeah, so it would just be, um, yeah, Vettel, Vettel, Kimi and Lewis. They are, they are the only three that uh, that have raced there before. Wow, okay. So a fairly newish circuit for all involved. Um, and they've they've all won there as well, haven't they? Those three drivers. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Kimi won the first one. Um, Lewis won in twenty ten. Vettel won in twenty eleven. With the four in between, three of them were won by Massa, and uh, Jensen won in two thousand and nine because it was in the first half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting because of the um, what is it the turn eight which mm. they used to take they used to take flat out. Now the cars have sped up again since twenty eleven. Well, it was almost flat, but they think that it's going to be easily flat in um, in these cars. They think it's good. There's, there's, there's been some jokes going around on Twitter. I can't wait to see the because uh, it it was it was like almost flat at the end of quali when uh, the cars were there last time. So what they're saying is first practice, cold tyres, dusty track, eyes closed, one hand, everybody be going around it flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it, the, un- the only problem with it is it's another bloody Tilkadrome. It is, but I don't remember... I can remember some good races at Turkey. I thought yeah. it was an all right circuit back in the day. I don't know if it still is, but I seem to remember it being okay for racing. Same. I, I seem to remember Turkey being moderately okay. Couple of overtaking places. Not not like your sort of identikit Tilkadrome of the sort of the Korea and the India era. Yeah. I think back in the day you might have had a couple of more sort of ounces of imagination. Well, don't forget, he also um, did uh, the Circuit of the Americas as well. Yeah. And there's a, there's a there, uh, just as the last sector in Circuit of the Americas starts, that three-turn sweeping right-hander is a reverse of the Turkish turn eight sweeping left-hander. Uh, he basically stole his own idea and put it in. Uh, for the um, Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've said all along that um, what was it? Circuit of the Americas is Tilka's greatest hits. He's just mm. got the one best bit from each of his tracks and actually managed to combine them into uh, something that worked. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's gonna it's gonna be another um, it's gonna be another Mercedes walkover. Unfortunately, oh, I think you're probably right. I I can't see past Mercedes at yeah. all for this I can't see past Mercedes at all for the rest of the races in fact uh, no I mean we're, we've already uh, we've already talked about this last week saying that um, every track suits them we're going to be um, as well I, I... sorry go sorry, on sorry I, no, say... I, I was just go, go on <laughs> I was going to say we're getting towards the sort of um, engine penalty part of the season as well potentially whereas we know Mercedes will be fine with that even if there is a circuit that ends up being a Red Bull one they might end up with a penalty pretty soon. 
Yeah. I, I think Lewis will win yeah. every race for the rest of the year. Well, he can win the title this weekend, can't he? I think so, yeah. 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 Uh, as long as uh, he doesn't let Bottas outscore him by more than seven points, I think it is. So second and fastest lap will take the title, but he's going to want he's going to want to do it with a win. Of course, yeah. If he outscores Bottas, it's over. But uh, Hamilton will be champion. Yeah, I think I think you know I think we can call it. Hamilton will be world champion by the end of the weekend, bar barring any strange shenanigans. But I I can't see it happening. Should we uh, Should we throw some predictions in? Why not? We can yeah. do. I just want to point out, the, you know, this was the circuit where uh, Vettel and Weber came together, wasn't it? Yes, very you know, when true. They were, when they were really, really good friends when they came together, and it sort of started souring the souring the relationship between them up until the point where it was multi twenty one, and then you know Weber left at the end of that year. So I wonder if maybe some a friendly teammates might come mm-hmm. together in in Turkey, possibly Bottas and Hamilton. In the same race, did Hamilton and Button not have a little um, rubbing as well? Not to the extent of the Red Bulls, but a, a, so just a little tapping. Yeah, they did, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think they were wheel banging, weren't they? Mm. Mm-hmm. Not, not to the extent of Canada 2011. No, no. No, uh, um... no not the what's he doing radio message. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, let's see. Uh, but look, no, that was twenty. That was twenty ten. Twenty, sorry, twenty eleven wasn't the one where they collided. I can't remember which one it was. Twenty eleven. Vettel. I think it was twenty. It's twenty. Twenty ten, possibly. Yeah, twenty twenty eleven. Vettel won. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, it was. It was um, yeah, it was twenty ten. Um, and Mark Webber came came away. Um, so he, fi- he finished third, and I think he re- mm-hmm. I think he retired Vettel. Yes, because Vettel got out and did the the crazy symbol, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. The championship championship at that point after the race, Hamilton won, Button was second, Weber was third, and Michael Schumacher fourth. And Weber was leading the championship at the end of that race mm. by five points from Button. It was four points ahead of Hamilton. Weber nearly won it that year, didn't he? And mm. then and then came third. Yeah. Right up until the Korean Grand Prix when he had that accident in the wet. Mm. It was Weber's championship to lose and he did lose it. And he was never the same afterwards. No. Uh, right, predictions. Before we do, um, I just want to thank Michael McCabe for doing the predictions for us for um, for the last race, uh, which we didn't do a preview podcast for, so we didn't give him a shout-out. Oh, okay. No, but yeah. Cheers. Thanks very much. So, thank you, Michael. But we do have uh, we do have a guest predictor for this week, and uh, we're going a little bit old school. It is one of our long time listeners. Oh yes, who is it? It is Jonathan Mills. Jonathan hey. Mills, who I think was listening to us right from sort of the first year. That's dedication. So Twenty fifteen <laughs> was the first full season, wasn't it, of podcasting? Yeah, yeah. He is one of the oest of OGs. <laughs> one of them yeah yeah. We, yeah we've still got a couple of OGs hanging around but yeah John, Jonathan Mills definitely one of them yeah definitely so he is going for Hamilton win Bottas second Verstappen third almost put Gasly but I can't realistically see it uh, Rockstars Hamilton for winning the title and whoever makes an overtake around the outside of turn 8 Wankers the podium for being predictable and Ferrari who will manage to mess things up for both cars yeah I can't argue with any of yeah. that no, hard to argue, isn't it? Yeah, 
Uh, as always, Dan hasn't told me that he's changing his predictions, so he's going for the same. Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and who else is going for those three in what order? It's hard not to, isn't it? Yes, I will also go for those three in that order. Lee? I'll go for those three, but I'll go Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, because I think Bottas will fuck it, because he's going to be... It's it's even though he's he knows he's not going to win the world championship. Seeing Lewis win the world championship will affect him and allow Verstappen to get ahead. I'm going to go for those three in the different order as well. But I'm going to go for Bottas win, Hamilton second with fastest lap, so that we get sulky podium. Like confusing, <laughs> confusing sulky podium where Bottas is pissy because he's won and Hamilton's like way second. Uh, and then Verstappen third. How <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking on that? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna be contentious. Um, oh. I'm gonna go. Pass. I'm gonna go Verstappen, <laughs> Hamilton, Bottas. Uh, with the fastest lap for Hamilton because that means that Lewis will be um, prosting it. Oh. Yeah, if he's ahead of uh, Bottas, he won't need the fastest lap, but he'll do it anyway. But he'll do it yeah. any he'll do it anyway, just as the extra fuck you like the Mercedes driving around in formation after uh, after a win at Monza. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon yeah, I, I reckon Hamilton is going to uh, is going to prost it. I I did like. Did you see there was an interview with Lewis where he said uh, he doesn't believe that Valtteri Bottas gets the credit he deserves. For the performances he puts in, uh, but reading between the lines, it was basically Hamilton saying, "Yeah, like people don't recognise how good Bottas is because, like, I'm really fucking good." <laughs> you know, so, so to even be close to me, <laughs> even share a garage with me, means he he must be okay at least. See <laughs> <laughs> you, Hamilton. <laughs> Followed up by unaccustomed as I am to public speaking. <laughs> if you want to get your own predictions in, go to threelegsportwheels.com, go to the game section and hit the um hit the link for um twenty twenty prediction league. Give us your top three uh poll, fastest lap, number of DNFs, and I think there's still a few of you that haven't doubled up, so uh four races left and it's I would say all to play for, but we all know what the top three is going to be. It's just getting the order right and the weekend that you double up when you get the uh, when you get the right number of DNFs and pull, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's it's absolutely yeah. not all to play for. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to keep interest Build going hype. right up until the end. You know, it's it's the hype. Lee, you should know about hype. <laughs> Public enemy said, "Don't believe it." Right? Shall we shunt it? Why yes. not? Uh, this one was sent in by John Butcher. Is that his real name? Or do you give you an easy name? I'm just closing. Uh, <laughs> I'm closing windows down because I've got I've got uh, internet windows open. There we go. Right, we're cool. Right, we good? that's good honesty. No. Given that we can't see you. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the recording software, so I'm uh, I'm in the clear as well. I have no devices in my hands. You've, you've that, got, that's you've... his real name, and his profile picture is a picture of him climbing like like climbing a, an overhang like rock climbing oh. and this boy is fucking jacked <laughs> so uh, so that's why he's not ready? taking the piss out of him <laughs> <laughs> fire away 
I was born. Yay. Yay. In 1967. Okay. 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 53. Yeah. I started karting age 12 and into the Asia Pacific Karting Championship in 1983. Okay. I karting age 12. A little old. Back in the day, uh, maybe less so. Mm, true. Yeah, 1983, so it would yeah. have been 16. Yes. In 1989, I finished joint runner-up with Michael Schumacher in the German F3 Championship. I would like a guess. Oh, hell. <coughs> right, okay. So 53. So that puts him a couple of years older than Schumacher because he, yes. he's 51. I know he's a year older than me. Very true. Um, um, it, it's good being... It, Katayama. It's good being born in a year with a zero at the end because it makes, it, it makes working out who's older or younger than you a lot easier. And by how much? Um, yeah, I, I, that, yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds good. I want to say, yeah, yeah, it goes with the, the Asia, Pacific thing. Asia might, might Pacific, be, yeah, yeah, might not be, but it's worth a shot. It's about the right age, about the right era. Yeah, solid shout. I made my F one debut in nineteen ninety four, and I had three different teammates in my first season. Now that sounds like a whole not Ukyo Katayama. That sounds like a whole Katayama lot. Was in before that. And that sounds like a whole lot of pay drivering to me. In 1994, did they say? Yeah. Um, obviously, there was a lot of reshuffling around Imola. What was Roland Ratzenberger's team David, situation? Uh, David Brabham was his teammate in the Pacific. It was uh, Simtech. Sorry, over. sorry, Simtech. Um, Pacific used to change drivers regularly as well. That's why I was thinking of. Uh, I was thinking now, if it's 94, it's a little bit late for Katayama. It's a, I think it might be a little late for Aguri Suzuki, but perhaps Taki Inui? Um, that, could, that could be about the right time. Number five? Yeah. Yeah. I bowed out of F1 in 2003 and scored a podium in my penultimate race. Somebody was there for a bit then. Yeah. And random podium. Um, any particular notable races in 2003 where there were shenanigans? Not that I recall. Ooh, Olivier, Pan- no. Olivier Panis. He won one, didn't he, though? Yeah, you won yeah, the race, yeah. but not in two thousand and three. Mm. There, there wasn't, there, there wasn't. You haven't done one so far about never winning in F one. That's have true, you? actually. Yeah, yeah, I've just no. heard podium and just assumed that that was a noteworthy podium for that reason. But yeah, throughout my uh, F one career, I had ten teammates. That's not bad going if he's had three in the first year. <laughs> That's stable, right? Okay, I'm just thinking, Olivier Panis drove for Ligier right. when he started. And in his first season, his teammates would have been Martin Brundle. Uh, Katayama took over the seat at one point for a few races um, because they had uh, they had Mugen Honda engines. So Honda dropped him in, and that's when Martin Brundle started doing his first commentary. And it could well have been somebody else because Brundle was still doing sports cars occasionally around um, round 94. You know, when you look back on Formula 1, the pay driver situation used to be much, much, much worse, didn't it? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Much worse. Yeah. At least Stroll had the decency to buy a team. Yeah, I mean, when when they were letting drivers like Ross it in for no apparent reason. Twice. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I reckon Olivier Panis. I think that's a solid, solid shout. Because he was around for a while because he left, then he came back and drove for BAR for a bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was BAR before he retired. Although, I'm trying to think what the penultimate was in 2003. Would it have been a wet Japan? Which would mean shenanigans. Yeah, um, I'm thinking it might have been a wet Japanese Grand Prix that year. I can't remember 2003 because I get towards the uh, season <laughs> you don't you you really don't know how um how off you sounded then you just you just went completely alien were you trying to say you, you get sound, a bit you, mixed up you sounded like you sounded like missy elliott swearing in a song yes <laughs> yeah well when schumacher used to win titles mid-season i yeah. just i, I you know when lose, there was no, there was no interest, reason yeah. to yeah, we're not losing interest as so such, just there was no reason to pay that much attention mm. at the end of the season. Mm. Uh, so I can't remember I can't remember the ends of a lot of those seasons. Um, yeah, I want to say it's probably a wet Japanese Grand Prix, which which might mean shenanigans. So Panis is 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 a pretty good guess. Are you gonna go with Panis? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I reckon we'll go with that as a second guess. Throughout my F1 career, I scored two pole positions and had three wins. Okay, so that's two more wins than Panis ever got. Is it Johnny Herbert? FOTP, Johnny Herbert. Friend, friend of the podcast. Now, Johnny <laughs> Johnny Herbert's first season was in Benetton in 94, where he also raced alongside Schumacher, JJ Leto, and... No. Oh no! Because he went into he was in Lotus first, wasn't he? Yeah, he Herbert was in a Lotus in '92, I think. Ah, well, that ruins that idea. Um, could be looking at Physio Trulli in that case. Oh, I don't think either of those are that old. Trulli might be. Tr- Trulli's about right, you know. Trulli for '94 and then retiring. Oh no, Trulli was around in uh, Caterham, wasn't he? Did so Trulli, yeah, and did he win as many as three? Because he's he's the same age as Sophie Kumpen, isn't he? Because they raced against each other in karting. Mm. Yeah, and it won't be uh, Fizzy Keller because uh, Fizzy Keller was still racing right up until two thousand and nine, yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah, I know Trulli really was the Grosjean of his day. Wasn't oh he? yeah. <laughs> Didn't really do much, but hung around a lot and was not pacey. Mm. Was yeah. a great, was a great number two driver. Yeah, of course. The trolley train was in the two thousand nine season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So neither of them. I think we've got another, another couple of, another, at least one more clue before I guess. If You've got so. th- there is there there is no spaffer. So no, no. he is, he has spaffer. But it's the 10th clue, which makes it just another clue. Right. Um, two, of my, uh, two of my F1 teams went bankrupt while I, was a dri- uh, I was, uh, while I was a driver for them. Not a good omen, then. Ligier and Prost both went bankrupt when Olivier Panis was driving for them. No, Ligier didn't go bankrupt. Prost bought them. 
Well, didn't they go bankrupt and and Prost bought them and then Prost went bankrupt as a team, not as him himself? No, I, th- I think um, I think Prost just bought out Ligier. They didn't they didn't actually go bankrupt, but um, ninety four three teams. Um, Pacific went under. Um, Simtek packed in at the end of the season, but Pacific didn't even make it to the end. Who the hell was in the Who the hell was in the Pacific? Bertrand Gacho, Giovanni Lavaggi, uh, Roberto Moreno. Again, no podiums between them. No, Pedro mm. Diniz. He never won three races, no. not on his life. Uh, this is quite funny. Tech drivers, <laughs> I do struggle with a little bit because tech drivers I struggle with a little bit because obviously, um, Brabham and uh, Ratzenberg are the only two that I can really recall. Uh, Franson won more than three races, so that rules him out. The age is about right. Oh, no, wait. Frenson did win about three races. Hmm. Uh, Should we get another, get another clue? I'll take it. The, what? You got yeah. two more clues. Oh, that was, that was number after, eight, so uh, we're still good. Yeah, after leaving F1, I competed in DTM for three years uh, with very little success. <laughs> <laughs> Frenton would be right for winning the uh, F3 with Michael Schumacher you know joint joint winner with Michael Schumacher yeah and they also hated each other yeah I can't give you ten, I can't give you 10 because it's too much of a giveaway I might as well tell you who it is than give you that that clue that's is not the in clue, the spirit of the game is, is the clue Michael Schumacher stole my wife no, it's not. I'll give you the hey, I, I, I can make one. Uh, I can make one. Where is it gone? This bodes well. One of my one of my team teammates was Andre De Cesaris. Andre De Cesaris. <laughs> Raced with everyone. <laughs> yeah, that really narrows it down. You know, throughout the Shunt's career, he had 10 teammates. Andre de Cesaris could say that for every season. Okay, another <laughs> one of my teammates was Jano Trulli. Frenson. One of, um, during one of Trulli's stints at Jordan. Oh, yeah, the two teams that went bust. He was driving for Prost and he was driving for Arrows when they went under. Frenson drove for Prost? I can't remember Frenson driving for Prost either. Um, after him and Eddie Jordan had a fallout, he swapped seats with John Lacey. Someone had a fallout with Eddie Jordan? Wasn't that back to Sauber? No, it was... I remember it. I remember Lacey in Jordan. Yeah, um... Yeah, Alessi and Prost had a fallout at the same time that Frentzen and Jordan had a fallout, so they swapped. I think Alessi was driving a Sauber then. Um, I, th- I think Frentzen was in a Sauber. I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I, I, I think Alessi went, 
when when at least he did the seat swap, I think Frenton went back to Sauber because Sauber was his first team in Formula One. I'm pretty certain it was um, it was Prost and Jordan. Frenton still fits the bill, though, doesn't it? At the end of the I, day, I, for the, yeah, for I the think he, I think he sounds a, a good shout. Should we go, Frenton? Yes, I do. Are you got anyone better? Are you Heinz Harold Frenton? I am Heinz Harold Frenton. Knew it. <laughs> right. Let's... The, the 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 tenth clue. The tenth clue was my teammates were. Uh, uh, I was teammates with both um, Damon Hill and Jack Villeneuve uh, in successive years. Uh, in the, in sorry in the in their successive in, well in, in their championship in their championship years. years. Oh, he did. Yeah, sorry, he did. No, I was. Was he Damon Hill's teammate? No, Villeneuve uh, was. Ah. Vill- Oh, ninety-six when. Oh Hill right, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's got it. Uh, it's it. And then Hill was replaced it, by Frenton. Yeah, it's worded here like he was Hill's teammate. That's why I got confused reading it. I'm glad I didn't read you that. Clearly. Right, it was a so, yeah, it was a shenan- it was a shenanigan filled US Grand Prix in two thousand and three that Frenton came third. Okay. So I've got, I've got his career up here. Uh, two thousand and one Jordan up until the British Grand Prix. Then had the fallout then with Eddie Jordan Prost. and then went to Prost. Then went to Arrows for the following season up to the German Grand Prix and then turned up in a Sauber at the US Grand Prix three races later. And then drove for Sauber oh, yeah. for the following season. So I remember, I did remember him right going back to Sauber, but I have no recollection of him driving for Prost. How strange is that? <laughs> yeah, he did, um, he did five races for Prost and um, in cricket parlance never troubled the scorers. Yeah. Two, re- yeah. two retirements, a ninth, a tenth, and a twelfth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a- that was after, he, um, that was after he-, he had a fallout with um, Eddie Jordan, or that's what everyone thought at the time. Eight years later, Jordan revealed that the termination of Frenson's contract was a move to appease Honda and signed to Kumasato, even though Alessi replaced him. And then he went, yeah. he went to Prost to replace Alessi. Oh, I've no idea. Who knows what happened? F1 politics and Eddie Jordan. Never <laughs> never a good combination. F1 and Eddie Jordan, never a good never, combination. Never, rarely mm. a good combination. Yeah. Um, I think that's, um, that is about it for this week, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to cover with it being uh, with it being a preview show. Obviously, we'll be about on Discord uh, during the race this weekend. Sean, will, you'll be working, so I'll have to watch the race twice. Please, dear God, let it be a good one. If I've got to sit, <laughs> if I've got to sit through it twice on Sunday, um, if you want to, if you want to get in touch, and if you want to send, firstly, if you want to send in a total shunt, Lee, how do you do that? You can tweet me a private message on Twitter, or you can send me a private message on Instagram at a total shunt. And if you want to get hold of the show, we are at Three Legs Four Wheels on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, individually on Twitter, we are at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One, at Pablo One Hundred. And if you're old school and want to send an email, thank you to everyone that sent in the emergency shunts. By the way, um, you can get hold of us Three Legs Four Wheels at Gmail dot com. If you want to hear more bizarre stories about my parents' strange life, you can subscribe to the Patreon podcast as well. Um, dollar a month upwards. 
um, or one pound or one euro because we now it now takes multi currencies. It does euro now. It does oh, euros no. now as well and everything. Go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels and um, you can sign up there. You get the extra show where we basically talk shit. There was a lack of Britney Spears tonight though, wasn't there? Well, there was quite a lot of Britney Spears last week, so you've got, to, you've got to balance these things. That is that is true. So it was a Britney-heavy show last week, a Britney-like show this week. Who knows what the Britney situation will be next week when we do one. It's difficult to forecast. That is true. Um, right, we'll see you next week when we'll be able to talk about the Turkish Grand Prix, especially me, because I, I might have watched it twice. <laughs> see you then. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.